The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome along to the show. I'm Stephen Mill. Here's Ewan Cameron. You all right? I've had better weekends, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it was quite funny. We'll get to that in just a wee second. By the way, thank you to Roger Hanna, who was on last week's episode. Thanks for all the comments as well. And uh, we'll make sure that someday that intelligent will not be back on the podcast again. We'll look back on all the weekend's football action in Scotland. We'll check in if Scottish football were a restaurant. And we'll also join by another special guest for the whole episode. We'll get to him in just a wee second. Remember, you can find us in all your usual podcast places on Twitter via Big Football Scott. And we're on Instagram and Facebook too. Just search the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Right, let's get to today's special guest. We asked you for some wrong guesses on Twitter last night, as per usual. And it was a mystery picture. It was so mystifying that it was a picture of Stuart Cosgrove with somebody else's face blanked out. <laughs> so, some of the wrong guesses included Eamon Holmes. We had Susan Boyle, Timmy Mallet, Bobby Puller, uh, Mick Hucknell, Louis Moult, Barney the Purple Dinosaur, the next Dundee United manager, <laughs> Keith Jegwin, Piers Morgan, the Go Compare guy. Surprisingly, it was none of those. It is one of the most successful Radio presenters in Scotland. Is he? I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. I'd give him that. Would you give him that title? Absolutely. One yeah. of the most successful radio presenters in Scottish radio. Probably one of the biggest radio shows of all time in Scotland. I would say. I don't think it's as big as a real radio football phone back in the oh, day. Bear in mind, we're talking national, boys. We're talking <laughs> national. <laughs> hold on a minute. This is the regional commercial radio. <laughs> right, hold on a right. second. We didn't even Jank introduce. Jank the listeners even know that we're sat in your car. <laughs> <laughs> right, we haven't even mentioned your name yet, so you can't speak until you're introducing. Can okay. I tell you before you name him? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a text from him this morning at half past eight. He had a rider. Mm-hmm. For appearing on the show today I know, that's the BBC And his funny, text though. message was Black coffee and hobnob biscuits mm-hmm. And I had to text you at half nine this morning On your way in To get hobnob biscuits for our guest this morning And I did get hobnob biscuits we'll You get did to, We'll get got... to that in a second I've not finished my intro Alright, oh, okay I've not finished introducing them yet Anyway What's his name? Uh, it's Tam Cowan How are you doing? Yes! You're right. I'm lovely I'm lovely I'm lovely Thank you I didn't you. even get to mention The hour with Michelle McManus there So Yeah that's alright well, Oh there we go Straight in That's alright Oh my god I forgot you did The hour with Michelle McManus I did the hour But I only did it For approximately 48 minutes <laughs> yeah. We were talking about Last week Because STV was 60 Last week Yeah And they were putting Loads of stuff up On social media and Yeah Because Mindy used to Put stuff up On the TV screen <laughs> days exactly. Well actually We're talking to somebody who had his own show on a <clears throat> STV tour. He was yeah. on it. I was on it, yeah. God. He enjoyed it. Yeah. I we did. got it twenty great. viewers that night. Yeah, yeah it was it. great. That was a big one. That was a big one. Now you your rider was a, a, a large black coffee and you've got the coffee. Yeah. And we've also got hot knobs for you, but I don't know why. Remember got... the days when Stephen Gerard Ryder could have been you. You were basically <laughs> off on that, weren't you? <laughs> right, hold so on. far up his tail you can nearly see Daryl Curry's shoes. <laughs> I admire Stephen Gerrard, right? Aye. Don't be hinting How's anything he else. How's down south? Well, you had a good draw at the weekend there against Man City. <laughs> <I didn't> draw. <laughs> wow. Wow. Why are you going to pop at me? I'm, I'm just... No, uh, you are. Anyway. Right, anyhow, you've got a selection of hobnobs here. Yeah, but Stephen Mill who bought do you, them. Do you know the reason? I couldn't find normal hobnobs. What they were you surprisingly quite difficult to you find. Go. You've got normal ones. See, I, the only thing is, I love a hobnob, but I don't like chocolate hobnobs. Well, see, that's... I kind of, as a rule, don't like chocolate biscuits. So, I... So I can open the hobnobs. You can open the hobnobs. Right. By wish. the way, how weird is that that you don't like a chocolate biscuit? Well, any chocolate biscuit? No, I, f- I 
if I like a wee bit of chocolate now and again and it's got to be in the fridge you man of the guys Aye, I love chocolate's it chocolate's got to be in the fridge you'll go like chocolate aficionados well uh, do you want a wee uh, thank you for asking about my right oh, thing right, right, <laughs> I love yourself. one Dig yeah. in. Uh, hang on this is commercial radio isn't it uh-huh. <laughs> what I do love though is a Tunnock's caramel wafer <laughs> <laughs> Tunnock's the best biscuit by a mile I avoid I, we used to put um, chocolate in the fridge in the freezer because it would last longer oh aye aye, aye. When, when you're a wee we bit we did that with my gran <laughs> uh, Tam, we are going to go through the weekend's football action oh, so, Aye, But we're right. going to keep it nice and brief Because okay. that's what we like to do So, you need one word to describe each of the results in Scottish football Now, can I remind weekend? you that on my own show off the ball We don't normally talk about football so <laughs> <I might> be... <laughs> Which is fine, all you, need to know, right. all you need to know is 21 words That is all you need so to know So answer all of these in one word Yes, yes. All right. okay, I love things like this And you can't repeat any of the words yes. Okay. no repeats so Right, this is great Start off on Saturday in the Premiership Celtic 4 Rangers now one An- word Tam Annihilation I think nobody would disagree nah. with that Hibs 1 Kilmarnock now Red Red? Red card Oh the Kilmarnock red card Ash yeah. Taylor getting sent off mm-hmm. Livingston 1 Hearts now. Spark <laughs> Spark. Spark That's what Robbie Nielsen Claims the team has lost oh, right. And he's hoping it'll come back Thanks to the electric atmosphere At Tynecastle Well can I just say That Robbie Nielsen Is on a sugly peg just now Well He's doing my boxing He needs to prioritise The league And not Europe Yeah This swapping and changing And, and if you're teams. getting upset Think how the Hearts fans must feel <laughs> <laughs> Motherwell nil Dundee United nil Oh penalty Kevin Van Veen yeah. I already said that I think he takes do you know what I mean by this guys I think he takes an English Premier League penalty you know the guys who just got up and they blast it Aye. and they don't care they're no panicky wallop and we were talking about this in our show on Saturday and then a good Saturday afternoon and he misses a penalty we hump Dundee United 0-0 if you can do such a thing what are you thinking of Stevie Hamill because see when Stevie Crawford got the Dunfermline job yep. Stevie Crawford was a Dunfer- or is a yep. Dunfermline yep. legend yep. is there not a wee bit you thinks this is going to end in There's tears. always a wee bit Because um, maybe uh, Stuart Cosgrove Had the best example of that Back in the day With John Connolly mm-hmm. Who was the ultimate St Johnston legend Back in the day And he came in as manager And did not work at all So I've, I've kind of Always stored that away But no Stevie Hamill's Our uh, record uh, Appearances for Motherwell Post-war um, He got a testimonial He's in our Hall of Fame He had been Fronting up the academy Which has been Hugely successful But he didn't get involved In football When he was a just to front up an academy yeah. you know he he definitely had eyes on the dugout at Fir Park and what a transformation style mm-hmm. of play and all the rest of it no harm to Graham Alexander right the football under him was guff it was really really poor to watch but we did finish in fifth he did get us into Europe you know what, what a week that was right? <laughs> <laughs> did you go, did you go uh, to the matches I, 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 well I went to the home game and then ridiculously even though we lost 1-0 in the home tie um, a wee bit like Lanethley back in the day right yep. we lost that at home as well and it was at Airdrie's ground but we, all the boys were saying and it sounds it's cringing out we'll, we'll, we'll keep the money for the next <laughs> round you know? yeah. and then it ended up scud it again with Sligo but yeah, uh, yeah that, that was brutal the team was brutal and Stevie Hamill has come in tweaked the team a wee bit it's more or less the same players you know and uh, of course we brought back King Louie which is absolutely superb um, but 
different style of play. Uh, a lot more midfield, a lot more passing, guys out in the wing. It's just just been transformed. Since that was Motherwell, we allowed you more than one word. So ah, that was, that was more than one word. <laughs> right, uh, Ross County won, Aberdeen won. Disappointing. That's for a personal point of view. Okay. And that's because if we are ever going to break the monopoly, the duopoly, sorry, of Celtic and Rangers, and it's now, what, 37 years yep. since MD, it has to be somebody like Aberdeen you're looking at. But the best will in the world, maybe Hearts, maybe Hibs. But, you know, the big, uh, I was going to say the one club, one city kind of thing, but of course you've got Cove Rangers up there now making great strides. But in terms of the money, potentially for oil firms or whatever it might be, the size of Aberdeen, the history, I think they're always the club that if it clicked into place, you're looking to maybe lay a glove on Celtic and Rangers. So, are you suggesting that Aberdeen are the third biggest club in Scotland? Are yes. the only club out with the rest that could, at any point, get... I, think are, I don't think there is such a thing as the third biggest. And I think you've got Celtic and Rangers and you've got A and others. You've got the also runs. But do you think Aberdeen are the only ones that potentially could split the old firm? Yes. <laughs> St. Johnston 3, St. Mirren now. One word. Nicky Nicky Clark scored on his debut for St Johnson yeah, taking that second hand info I think it's this, he's the sort of player that um, St Johnson were needing it. and if I was a Saints fan I know my big mucker is I'd be quite excited at the prospect of the, the Nicky Clark Steve M.A. Uh, duel Arbroath nil Partick Thistle 2 one word please Bubble as in pop as in Arbroath I think a lot of folk maybe saw it coming. I'd love to think they were able to get themselves back up that league, but you get the feeling that last year was their chance. Yes, they'd never right. gone from, and they'd a lot of players as well that managed to get in and loan, who'd done them a turn, who'd gone back again. And, uh, you know, I was expecting no mere for Bobby Lynn with him being a bin man and having had a couple of weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I expect him to be a bit fresher. Yeah. Just obviously at that level, these guys have got to work during the day. No, he was lying watching this morning and all that, you know. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, it's a shame because everybody loved that story last year. It was time. a great story. You know, it was absolutely superb. So sadly, I, I think the bubble may have burst. Cove Rangers 2, Hamilton 2. Um, Richard. Richard Gordon, who's now at Cove mm. Rangers. Dundee 3. Queen's Park now. Um, Champions. Professional. Yes, I think so. Morton won Air United 2, top of the league. Sleeping, as in giant. Air I know United. A lot of folk laugh at you, right? And they say there's no such thing now as a sleeping giant. Those days are gone. But I still look at the clubs. And you're going to mention a few of them in just a minute, Stephen, who shouldn't be where they are in Scottish football, right? And Air United, as much as they're one of the towns that suffer, I know what it's like at Motherwell, um, where every weekend they'll see fans leaving to go and watch Rangers yeah. and Celtic. But if Air United could get a wee bit of success, if they could get back up to the, the Premiership, uh, you watch their crowds then. Wraith Rovers now, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle 2. Justified. A justified victory Yeah because we stole A penalty After them in the cup game Last week And we Billy Dodds I thought he was going to have An aneurysm Down in the, the, the dugout And he was going mental And I thought That must have been bad Because we were 3-0 up at the time But he saw this As a great injustice You know Right let's drop down Into League 1 Probably one of the results Of the weekend I would oh. say Airdrie now FC Edinburgh 6 Shocker comfy? Sh Exactly Shocker That's the only word for that Yeah one. Totally yeah, so Kelty Hearts 2 Falkirk now. 
Another yeah. show for a weekend result, that one. And okay. another sleeping giant who shouldn't he be where they are. I'm going to say I panic. Don't know. Ke- Kelty are fine in the <laughs> I'm going to say panic there. I know the bitterness that's uh, seeping from you, obviously, <laughs> Stephen, for all things Falkirk. But yeah, um, I'll panic because I would reckon, and I don't know anything about the finances of the club behind the scenes, but. I reckon they have to get up this season, Falker, or they yeah. could be in serious danger. They, they can't re- stay in that league again. Peterhead and El Montrose too. Um, I would go there with... Um... <laughs> You're struggling now, mate. <laughs> no, time. Because Peterhead... No, no, no. Jim McInally I time? think about a time at, at Peterhead, they've had the same manager now, he's the longest serving mm-hmm. manager in Scottish football, right? I think you need about a time. I don't think we're able to say that Aberdeen should have backers coming in, the oil industry and all uh, whilst ignoring then Peterhead, yes. you know. And there must be folk at Peterhead, maybe on the board, certainly the supporters who see what's happening to teams like uh, Kelty Hearts and Rig Rose and saying, Come on, yeah, come on, we've had a stability for a while now. They've never ever since the pyramid started, they've never been in any danger of dropping out the, the arse end of Scottish yeah, football. So, so I, I I'm just wondering, you know, if uh, time you know, I wonder if him to say I wonder if we can latch on to Peterhead. You're putting a call out for investors into Peterhead, yes. basically. So Queen of the South now Dunfermline too. Champions again. You know what? I would I would maybe say champions. Mm. I think I, th- I think it's clicked into place now for yeah. um, Dunfermline. The crowds are there, yeah. which is always imperative. Um, when James McPake's doing a good job. Yeah, and he's and you know what? For a couple of reasons, James McPake always like when Emden football, be it a manager or a player or whatever, has got something to prove. Yes, and I think he's wanting to be able to wag the finger back at a few folk. Yeah, and also put James McPake on a, the wonderful world of uh, getting a motorhome. Oh really? Oh, he was he was sitting quite casually when he was kind of in limbo. He was sitting next to me in the BBC. We're watching. It was a day from all over out of reach for me up at Aberdeen this Saturday, whatever. And I've no time to go there after the show. You'll sit and watch all the games coming in, you know, yep. and all the pundits and that for sports scene at night. will be sitting there, you know. So James had got a wee gig when he was when he was uh, between clubs, and uh, he just casually said to me, he "says Oh, I keep seeing your pictures in the motor. That looks great and all that, you know." So I gave him the name of the guy we got ours from. Uh, numbered that and, and I believe he dipped his toe in he had a wee go at it and that was it so yeah is it a lifestyle you'd recommend the motorhome lifestyle that's great it's great as long as there's some key elements uh, only number ones on board <laughs> right <laughs> because you go to the campsite you use the facilities uh, ditto with the showers because amazingly they've got, you know, they've got a beautiful shower in it but because of the, the, the tech side of the motorhome and not having to keep putting water in it and all that you use the shower block and the shower blocks are all by and large very very nice you know but it's great it's absolutely great Drives like a dream, and you can, you know, you're your lane boss when you're out in the road. And can, <laughs> there's so many folk who see me. I see, I was up at Glencoe last week. Oh, I've never been to Glencoe, and you feel like giving them a slap. You know that way you think you've got this beautiful country that's literally on your doorstep. Two hours in, in central Scotland, you can go two hours in any direction and be somewhere um, beautiful. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. My dad is currently two weeks into a five-week trip around Germany, Austria, and the Netherlands in his motorhome, and he's absolutely loving it. Would you go abroad with your motorhome? Yeah, absolutely would. I um, the north of Spain. Have you been to the north of Spain? No, I it's haven't. It's apparently like that, meant yeah. to be uh, motorhome heaven, and they're really, really unlike. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm here in motor, motorhome heaven. Well, <laughs> unlike Kevin hanging on a bit motorhome heaven. See, unlike as much as even Bacar originally wanted to do the the north f- 
500 thing. But then I hear all these stories now at locals up there, like throwing eggs and all that. They're not liking it. There's guys leaving Mm. rubbish, which is absolutely abhorrent. But it's meant to be the flip side of that in the north of Spain. If you behave yourself, not they love the extra money that it brings. It's meant to be stunning. So I would love. I would drive anywhere. I love driving. So yeah. So moving on to League Two, and in two, four for one, Brady. For for Brady, East five now. Dumbarton one. Um, um, uh, sleeping again. No, Dumb- you can't. You've repeated can't. your words. Oh, right. You can't go sleeping again. Right, okay. Uh, so I'm jubilating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask what that means, but we'll move on. Not sleepwalking, uh, which wouldn't be fair, right? Snoozing. Aye, snoozing. Elgin City two, Bonnie Rig Rose nil. Disheartened. Because they've been a wee bit up and down, Bonnie. Aye, that I was looking, even their name, because that's so lovely. Um, I was looking for them really to make inroads, and what a great story that would be. They've got the grass pitch and everything yeah, there. Yeah, we just assumed. I remember at the start of the season, on up another plastic pitch in Scottish football, and the Bonnie Rig Rose fans tore us a new one. No, no, no. We've got the grass pitch, tarmac, that you know, and they've got a good wee social scene. Yeah, yeah. They've got a good committee. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I keeping an eye on them. They'll be fine. This they'll season. be fine. They're, they're not going to go down, but I think. Though if they get in the playoffs, that would be great. Uh, quickly, Stenhouse Muir three, Stranraer one. Boring. <laughs> and still an Albion one, Albion Rovers one. Ah, that'll do. Buckfast. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The battle of the Albions. Thank you very much, Tam Cowan. That was the one word review that went into many, many words. So there we <laughs> the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right, let's get on to a couple of other talking points at the weekend. We've barely mentioned Celtic versus Rangers. Obviously, annihilation was the word that Tam used. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. What about Barry Ferguson, eh? Oh, <laughs> did you see that? Yeah. See, now, obviously, Tam, you've worked in newspapers for many years. These are sort of presumably ghost-written for them. Is it just like them on the phone? And then How they... dare you assume that Barry <laughs> Ferguson couldn't have sat down at a word processor <laughs> and write 900 words? No, but, you know, that's the way it's worked since a year. Oh, everybody yeah. knows that. So you'll get one of the more... Uh, because Barry in uh, the record, fellow columnist, uh, if you like, uh, Barry, of course, is a big name. He's a huge name in Scottish football. So the the, the deal there would have been it'll be one of one of certainly the more uh, upper end boys in the sports desk who would uh, phone Barry. They'd get the gist of what Barry's talking about over the phone, and they would form it into a column. And again, the, the one thing I would say about Barry, you know, that the headline was all about sussed and with sussed Geo's and got, you know, Geo's got plan A, B, C, and D, whereas Ange Postecoglou. Glue's only got one plan and that's A and as I say if only Barry would come out and say that you know Putin's got Zelensky sus that worried over the water you know that would be great but, but you know but uh, Barry of course does, well he doesn't even write the column never mind the headline but columnists don't write the he- I've been caught up in that oh, forever years historically when you, you, you have to you keep saying it for look I don't write the headline you know because yeah. sometimes the headline that's what it's for it's yeah. to grab the eye you know and it's to lure folk in etc so but uh, you know and he's trying to I think backtrack a wee bit today but still he's double done today I know he's still in one hand yeah. saying no but he did and Rangers were better at 4-0 but you know Celtic at <laughs> that point we're looking forward to you know Real Madrid Celtic at that point might have got the message as much as it seems frenetic stuff with 
Ange Postacoglu They might get the message for the bench that, You know right boys Take it easy a wee bit We've got a huge game on Tuesday And you're four scud up You know so But abject stuff for the Rangers fans They must be Their season is just absolutely flipped In yes. 90 minutes Celtic are playing a different <sighs> game From everyone else just now By the looks of it Ewan They're in another stratosphere aren't they? The football they're playing just now is unbelievable. Jota's goal. I oh. mean, we met, and we mentioned Jota a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was uh, he scored a goal down at Kilmarnock that was a cracker as well. And we got a few tweets saying, "Oh, what's the big loving over Jota from Rangers fans?" And then a lot of people, a lot of people shouted at me because I said he's a thirty million pound player. Oh, I, think, I think so. I think he's now a forty million pound player. I think he's that good. He is an outstanding footballer and that goal he scored from the O'Reilly pass was world-class. See if that's Messi scoring that goal or Ronaldo, it's on the highlight reel all week. But it's Celtic, unbelievable. If Celtic are though a really big club and they're hoping to prove that against Real Madrid, I think you got to find Kyogo for that daft celebration. <laughs> oh. When he landed on his injured shoulder... <laughs> That meant it only lasted 17 seconds <sighs> in a game. That's bonkers. Can yeah. I ask you about Gio? Is yeah. he, is oh, it's Gio, a- is it? <laughs> right, okay. Right, all right. It's Gio and Stevie G. Right, right. Okay. Can I ask you about Gio yes. Van Bronckhorst, the Rangers manager? Has he got cred in the bank because of what happened in Europe last year? Or is he under huge pressure now that one more defeat and he might be on his way? Well, you know what? That's the wonderful world of Scottish football because you would think, yeah, of course he's got credit in the bank. He took Rangers to a European final and everything was more or less hunky-dory until the referee blew the first whistle at Celtic Park. It's as simple as that. But again, the rivalry is thus that the, the Rangers fans, if you check to any Rangers fans on social media, Ever. Not even since the final whistle went half time in that yeah, game. Then you're right, they're suddenly roasting everybody. They're wanting Stephen Davis. Ah, he's too old now. But he was always the guy at the law did, and they looked at him as a hero figure, you know. Uh, poor John McLaughlin. You know, I mean, you could argue that that, that ultimate, ultimate blunder yep. didn't actually matter, right? Mm. But he's getting flamed as well. I do personally think it's a bit of a daft thing. If you're going to give Alan McGregor, um, a year contract, a new contract. Yeah. Play the guy Aye. Because I only think It's Craig Gordon Ever overshadowed him um, Maybe our last season I always thought Alan McGregor Was brilliant And you know uh, uh, So that's a strange Strange set up there But yeah There's undoubtedly Pressure on Van Bronckhurst Now you know and, he, and, and you could see that After it When he went out To the Rangers fans At the yeah. end of the game And gave them the wee Kind of wave of apology um, You know that, that kind of said it all Yeah right? In terms of you on off the ball, Tam, um, you've obviously been doing it for what twenty eight years. Twenty eight years. Twenty eight uh, years. And in that time, would you say you get accused of being a Celtic fan more or a Rangers fan more? Split right down the middle. Do you think so? And that's the bit. I'd almost have that in my in my in my tombstone <laughs> because that means you're doing something right. Yeah. Right. They can criticise you for then, but if it, as long as it flips about, and it's a usual thing. I've had it for years and years. Whether it was the newspapers, the radio, or the telly, whoever's due a bit of a bleaching. You know, if you think Celtic, John Barnes here or whatever, Fergus McCann coming in eh, after that hapless border in place, or else you think the Rangers. 2012 and all that yeah. as long as you keep mixing it up and all the rest of it you'll get the accusations but the kind of trope as far as we're concerned is that I am supposedly 
uh, a Rangers fan in some people's eyes ever since a guy claimed I walked with an orange marching band in Burnbank in Hamilton. <laughs> now, if anybody knows Burnbank in Hamilton, you've got kind of, it's just as you go by like Peacock's Crows, Peter Equis, yes. amazing fish and chip shop, yes. ice cream parlour. You carry on down there. And this was somebody that was been quite cute because what they knew or they'd heard me saying in the past is that everybody's got a favourite auntie and uncle. My favourite auntie and uncle, Uncle Bobby, Auntie Agnes, and they lived in Burnbank and I used to go there all the time and because of that sometimes a wee midweek Hamilton game when I was a kid and all that and I'd go there on my bike for Motherwell you know so somebody's heard this and it's percolated a wee yes. bit and they thought I saw him in Burnbank <laughs> so that I'm in and, oh no but even though I hadn't done it oh no he's caught me because he knows that I've been in Burnbank but then the flip side of that and it always uh, absolutely makes uh, Mr Cosgrove wet his knickers uh, for the key detail in this but I've been accused of being a Celtic fan by somebody who keeps repeating the fact he says in inverted commas um, that I was the treasurer on a Celtic supporters bus at Glasgow University <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, can you spot the flaw? <laughs> you know, over the past couple of weeks, we've done some predictions on the show for some of the big matches. PSV versus Rangers being the first one that we did, and I said that PSV would win 3-1 against Rangers over there in Holland because I'd watched the whole game, the first leg, and I thought, I think PSV have got the beating of Rangers here. I predicted 3-1, and after that, I got absolute dogs of yep, you yep, on social yep, media. Yep, yep. A closet Celtic fan at the weekend... Yep. I said that Celtic would win 3-1 They've won 4-0 Strangely quiet aye. Since the weekend oh, Stra- Strangely quiet It's only the ones that I get wrong That I get accused of being that But why do people get so hit up about I predictions? Know. They assume I know exactly Because everybody's meant to give them You know there's other things to get wound up about in football But it's well, still the best thing well, ever Let's move on to our next thing Which is if Scottish football were on Now Tam we're going to fess up here Because uh, we do this every single week Okay. So it's a feature where we say If Scottish football were on Dot 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 So Brilliant. this week it was a restaurant right? right And we get people to send in their puns Now I know it's a completely original idea That you won't have heard of before um, So you're going to choose the winner This week okay? right. So I'm going to read some of them out And uh, let's go for it then So if Scottish football were a restaurant You would need a Rowan Vine list of course Good. That well this is a team of the week <laughs> Right, I mean, don't get, we've been doing it for 28 years, but it wasn't original then. These things had always appeared in like you know, shoot magazine back in the day. No, no, don't be, don't feel embarrassed. You know what? We spoke about this beforehand, right? Because we just we just like puns more Aye. than anything. I like puns. Yeah. And you said the exact same thing. You were like, there are no original ideas. There are no, no original ideas. I mean, look at Anne and Dick. They've made a career out of regurgitating ideas from absolutely. old TV shows. Yeah, absolutely. So welcome to. Can you go that Stephen Mulhern? Oh, really? Uh, I know that kind of permanent smirk. Oh, it all went wrong again. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, oh, uh, it just loves it when it all goes wrong. <laughs> then, you know, don't have him driving a train. <laughs> I'm, we're not going to steal anything else for your show. That's anyway. fine. So, so anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> petty and ill-informed as always. So. Lamb Shankland from Jambo Joe. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like a lamb shank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diego Maradona, mate. Yeah, that's pretty decent. That's from Gavin Riddick. Hello to Craig Black Rooster from Kevez. 
So Lovely. Black yes. Rooster, yeah. Uh, Reagan Charles Cooking Indies. From <laughs> oh, from, very good. From Craig B. 2002, now. Uh, 2002, I should say. Uh, Ronnie Pyler, uh, he gets in there as well. That's quite good. Nah, Pilo, nah. I'd say Pilo for the race. Right, okay, fair enough, yeah. Uh, Haggis Neeps and Hatatis. Oh, lovely. Brian Rice. Uh, can I tell you a story about that? I sent that, mind it was the old, was it the old Firm game? Yes. And Hatati was great and it was right near Burns night. And I, I texted that to Andy Walker, who was working live on the Sky Sports game, and he used it to Ali McCoist. He didn't did even then. give me the credit. I sent it into him. <laughs> Aye, there you go. And he used it during I said, the actual game. Aye, at the end of it, when we were looking back, Hatati, I can't even mind what he'd done now, but the pun. And I said there you go Andy uh, That's your first line when it comes back to you Haggis, Neeps and Hatatis <laughs> And he used it and didn't even give me a credit Kyogo for a hash browns Yeah it's alright That's right. alright uh, Michelin Starfelt Yes mm, I'm not sure You're running out of them now aren't you uh, Coca-Cola um, What else have we got here So um, I, like, I like Quiche Lasley Quiche Lasley Very good Grandy Halliday mm, Yeah nah. Colin Dish um, nah. Joe Newell Potatoes That's from Mark Thompson bad, Robbie aye. P's Steady Robbie D's Scranny Jeffers Victor Wagamama Yeah No yeah, bad okay. guy uh, Hank Marvin Bartley <laughs> Yeah that's good I like Hank Marvin Daryl Curry obviously And uh, Charlie Mulgrew's own veg What are we going for That's from Will That's no bad They're no bad They're <laughs> right, okay Right what are we going for What's the winner out of them um, I quite liked um, I quite liked because uh, I don't mind a wee Wagamama Okay In Vic- fact Commercial on it it's my favourite noodle bar <laughs> to go for a pleasant night, casual, and if you don't mind sitting next to complete strangers on a bench, it's fabulous. <laughs> well done to JM22, Victor Wagamama uh, wins this week. For next week's episode, we want your suggestions for if Scottish football were a theme park. For example, Waltz or Smith. Straight in there. The Pepsi Max Christie, uh, Christian Dodgem's Cy oh. Ferris Wheel, Gavin Helter Skelton. <laughs> Something That's like no that. bad. Yep, yep, there, yep, there, yep. There's some to get you underway. So at Big Football Scott for next week's episode, you can tweet us your suggestions there and on Facebook and on Instagram as well. Speaking of, the brand new Scotland strip was released last week and we have teamed up with the Scottish FA to give away some tops, some brand new Scotland jerseys. So this is what you need to do. Head to Big Football Scott on Twitter, follow the page, like the tweet and tag two of your mates in it. That is all you need to do. So at Big Football Scott on Twitter, follow the page, like the tweet and tag two of your mates. That is it. We'll announce the winner on next week's episode and three of you will get a signed football as a runners-up prize as well. We don't know who it's signed by. That's the only problem. The two of you and Tam so far. Right, okay, that's fine. Cool. Right. Wait, hold on a second. Am I not getting to sign a ball? Aye. What part of the two of you and Tam do you not understand? Why don't the you also send them out a packet and you can hear them rustling of uh, my very own hobnobs? <laughs> well, exactly. The chocolate variety that I don't like. Exactly, so we'll chuck that in as a runners-up prize. What do you think well. of the new top? I think it's alright. I think it's decent. Yeah. It's got a 1986 vibe for me from the World Cup in Mexico. <laughs> at Big Football Scott on Twitter, follow the page, like the tweet and tag two of your mates, and that is you into the draw. Right, let's move on to our next part and talk about you, Thomas Cowan. So here we go. Now, the Thomas Cowan affair, that's what we're going for. Ah. That was his idea, Thank not you. mine. Thanks, Who told you about it? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Tam, we've it was got... one me night. I was drunk. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, you don't... Uh, right, yeah, yeah, oh, you're no, just no, no, a play on words. Right, that's all right. Right, uh, right you... I've had one one-night stand. Really? In one one-night stand, and it was a disaster. That's uh, 17 years we've been married. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, 28 years you have been on Off The Ball with yes. Stuart Cosgrove. 
and we'll get to some questions about various things in your career in just a wee second but Ewan has some quick fire questions alright Motherwell to win the league or Scotland to win the World Cup oh Motherwell to win the league absolutely I would sacrifice I'm Motherwell first Scotland second there's a lot of guys Stuart used to be Scotland first St Johnston second that's true he was me and Mary he thought he was a Scotland fan first St Johnston second and I can understand if you no it wouldn't it be the same I'm thinking here sorry Elon Gate but I'm thinking about the, the hardcore Tartan army guys maybe up in the northeast of Scotland uh-huh. maybe through in Angus and all these places you think what would you want guys would you want Scotland to win the World Cup or your team breaking to win the league I get, I, you know I'm, I'm pretty sure they would also want breaking imagine you that breaking so? to win and get into the Champions League okay if you're a bald chef, should you wear a hat? Um, in terms of getting a hair in your soup, mm. you should maybe just make sure your zip is up. <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst restaurant you've ever reviewed? Oh, the worst restaurant I have ever reviewed. There's one, I better not name it for illegal reasons, but it was absolutely horrendous. <laughs> it was in the grass market in Edinburgh. Right, okay. And it was a pub that does food. And it was awful. And just for the purposes of it, because it was kind of good fun to get a really honker every now and again. Because <laughs> they're, they're mere fun to write, yes. you know what I mean? Uh, but it was absolutely appalling. Me and my mate Jim was here. Beautiful, beautiful young uh, girl had served us and she was apologising even as she brought it out, you know. <laughs> it looked honking, right? And it was, I remember, it was some sort of lamb casserole thing I'd got. And by the time she brought it out, there was a thick... Kind of sludgy skin no. that almost formed the dirt. A couple of wee bits of lambs, st- and I says to my mate John, I says, "Look, have the slightest of taste of that." His was honking as well, and I says, "Well, we've got Edinburgh on our doorstep." And we ended up, I think, going for a curry. You can never go fail nah. there, you know. Um, and that, so that was the worst place. But I'm not at liberty to mention it. You've also given a poor review to somewhere where our intern Callum was working <clears throat> in St Andrews back in the day. Was that was that a curry house? No. In St Andrews Mitchell's Deli I was assistant manager there back Oh were you? Aye. Aye So what was my main gripe About that place? I screenshot it Did you? Good <laughs> Just before this I thought it'd be quite funny It's something for a better looking stalker <laughs> <laughs> I've got a really sensitive touch Right The hooks on the coat rack <laughs> Look like a set of spares Belonging to Abu Hamza Was the first line Excellent <laughs> Um, then you said of the toilets the fancy lotions and potions and the gents were lovely but what can I say about the toilet pan without putting you off your breakfast um, two words Franz Hatch right lovely <laughs> and then you left skid marks that would be yes be, yeah, yeah, I think that was the reference here yeah. so the, far so good this is great the last thing was my favourite what the highlight was des- was dessert creamy scoops of banana vanilla and chocolate fudge brownie ice cream that we both savoured unfortunately for Mitchell's we actually got her in the corner at Jeanetta's the ice cream excellent <laughs> <laughs> Best Motherwell game you've ever attended? Right, I'm not going to say the obvious. Um, the six each game we had. Oh, what a game that was! I watched that on the uh, telly. It was on Sky, seen... wasn't it? Yeah, ah, it's yeah. a Sky and game. They keep showing it, and they know they how good it is because they Aye. were very lucky to have the cameras there that night. It was um, May the fifth, two thousand and ten. And um, and it was just you know you know ever in the six two the fans leaving. Uh, which spawned one of my favourite stories of all time A true story, don't mind repeating it And it was, when it was 6-2 to Motherwell There was a lot of the Motherwell fans Understand me saying, right, oh, that's that, I'm away Come on, mud gone So they were all dribbling out dribs and drabs Including one of my mates Who sits there on the Sailor Hunter stand, East stand And he was heading it And just as he got near the gates He realised he needed to go into the loo, right And uh, he went, right, so he went into the loo And as he's walking into the toilet He heard a wee roar And he went, oh, 6-3, a wee 
late consolation, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Sat down in the pan, almost as his bum touched the seat, he heard another wee roar. <laughs> and he thought, oh, six four, right? <laughs> so he comes out and he stood there washing his hands, right? Because he wasn't for them firm one. And, um, <laughs> and he hears another roar, six five. And he thinks, oh, I'm not going to him now. So he sprints back out, back down into the stand that he sits in, row D, seat 14. And just as he takes his seat again, Lucas Yutkovich, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. with that amazing Marco Van Basten yeah. effort, right over the heat of Graham Smith. Motherwell 6, Hib 6, and the next morning, the guy who's brilliant put on the Steel Men online message boards a thread, the best sh- I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd go with that one. That was, that was just, I'll never see anything like that again. It was unreal. Have you ever gone commando? No, because uh, I read somewhere that apparently you're only meant to go commando if you're wearing your own tartan. Oh, right. Right, and I've no got my own tartan. So, no, no, I've never been commando. Best and worst guest on off the ball over best. the twenty eight years oh, you've done God it. I. Best, uh, right? I'll, I'll be quite controversial here. The best because he's uh, he's such great value, and we've never had a bad show with him. And he's been on maybe about four or five times as George Galloway. And the reason I can say that. Uh, without fear or favour Is that I'm no politically minded Right I keep across anything that's happening Particularly in Scotland And maybe the world at large But Because I don't have any axe to grind When it comes to politics I take politicians in our show And we've had plenty Yes we've you all the first ministers We've yeah. had all that Right I just take them at face value And if they bring something to the party As they say Then great And George Galloway is always Absolutely brilliant value Including one day We had him on our Sunday show And I can't even mind What we were talking about but George went into this like seven minute monologue about why we should protect bees right <laughs> about what bees do for the planet and that and he went in there without any like hesitation repetition nothing it was just this beautifully structured speech uh, about bees you know and Aye. coming out of the studio that day see if you'd have seen somebody swatting a bee you'd have <laughs> Taking a reader. <laughs> so George is always absolutely brilliant. The worst, just because I thought, and I and I, I really like them, and I like their music and all the rest of it, and the Lanarkshire boys. Uh, but when we had uh, Hugh and Cry in, Hugh and Cry come in, uh, Pat and Greg. Uh, the same day we had um, we had we Ruth Davidson, mm-hmm. okay, who at that time was the leader of the Scottish Tories. So we get the leader of the Scottish Tories. And part, particularly part, and Greg, whose politics, you know, are maybe a wee bit distant from her, you know. But he sat in there, and it was never the spirit. And you know what it's like for all the years you've done radio. You always want to have a good spirit in the studio. Yes. There's nothing worse than a kind of wee bit of coldness or a wee bit of somebody's, you know, and a wee bit of the huff or whatever. So while we're doing the whole show, it was horrible. Part as I'm sitting with you, um, you were, you're Ruth Davidson, I'm uh, part... Uh, Pat, what's his part? Pat Kane. I'm Pat Kane. And while he's talked to us, the whole show, he's kind of on the half turn. <laughs> It'll almost literally gain her the cold shoulder. And anything that she did say, getting a big touch for Pat <laughs> and the, the rolling eyes and the eyebrows, right? And then that was fine. We get by that, right? And Ruth is a politician. They've had all that. They've had things thrown at them and horrible emails and some of them had bullets in the post and all that stuff, you know? But when we went out after it, and uh, we always do the, the wee Team 40 just outside the studio to go up on the, the website or whatever or up on Twitter. We went out for a 40 and we lined up and it was uh, me and Stuart at the bookends. We had Pat, Greg and Ruth in the middle. And just as a young girl that works on the show was ready to just 
take the, 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 the photo just as she's about to move her index finger to take the photo. Pat walks out a shot and says, Oh, I, I can't do this. You know? <laughs> and it was like he was just trying to make a Aye. point, right? And we thought, Well, wait a minute, Pat, wait a minute. So I sent Ruth a text. I says, Ruth, hi, it's Tam here. Uh, sorry to disturb your night. I says, but I just want to apologise on behalf of me and Stuart about the atmosphere that was kind of generated in the studio day. It's never, ever, ever what we aim for. And I'm sitting here tonight feeling absolutely rotten about it. Please accept my apology. And she just got back and it was a great line. And she said, and she don't mind me for telling tales out of school, she says, Tam, I've dealt with bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more question for you. What colour is a mirror? What colour is a mirror? Aye. You're asking a man who's colour blind? <laughs> I'm colour blind, really bad. I had to stop playing the piano. Now, the. Uh, <laughs> um, Add silver. Is it? Is it? I don't know. I'm asking you. Right, I'd say silver. Right, I'm silver. silver. Do you right. know what Mark Wilson said when what? he was our guest? Oof. He says it's what's behind you. Right, yeah. Yeah. He's not yeah. the brightest, is he? No. Nah. No, nah, he's not the brightest. I right. think you're quite close with silver, actually. Silver Ranks going to be silver Aye. tomorrow. Yeah. There are a few big European matches this week, so let's get back to Ewan and his Eurovision. Oh, so, yeah, I'm good at this. So, predictions, please. Ewan Cameron, it's Celtic versus Real Madrid at Parkhead on Tuesday night. What are we thinking? 4 1 Real Madrid. 4 1 Real Madrid. Ajax versus Rangers, Wednesday night in Amsterdam. After watching Rangers at the weekend, and I know they're pretty good when they're on. Uh, when they're playing in Europe, I think Ajax might win that 1 0. 1 0. And your own team? Oh. No, oh, sorry, we've done Rangers already. Uh, Hearts versus <laughs> Istanbul, Bashakir. I'd take a draw right now. I'd take a draw what right now. What do you think now. the score will be, though? I think 2 1 to the Turkish side. I mean, Otsal's coming as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yes. I believe so. There's a few others that are um, well known in that team just now that are playing their trade in Turkey. So, yeah, I think a mixed bag for the Scottish teams this week. Okay, right, fair enough. What do you think, Tam? Do you think anyone will win this week? I think Celtic will get a 1-1 draw. Do you think so against Real Madrid? I think a wee bit, they'll maybe just catch Real Madrid. A wee bit in the hop if they play with that intensity. Um, But, and they're absolutely tails up after the old Fulham game, of course. But it's Real Madrid. I know it's Real Madrid, but I'm I'm just just saying, you know, I saw, you know, you all remember when Tony Watt scored the late winner against Barcelona. Look at him now. You know, can he score at all? So he's clearly not a world beater, although I did say he was when he was at Motherwell. But, um, yes, but he's, um, you know, so these results can happen from time to time. And I I just think, yeah, I'll go one each Celtic and uh, Real Madrid Tuesday night. Ajax Rangers, what do you think, Tom? I think that's a. I think Rangers need to score first to get a result because I've got a feeling psychologically if they lose a goal they'll still have the Celtic game uh, uh, playing in their minds. But I think therefore it's going to be very tight, maybe quite a dour affair. And I think Rangers will be delighted to fly home with a nil nil. And Hearts on Thursday night. Hearts will win two nil. Get in. Aye, Hearts will win two nil. Get they've been, in. They've got better players than recent results. Um, have maybe suggested and I think I kind of agree with Robbie he said the spark is gone but the electric atmosphere on Thursday night will help and I, I absolutely but you need a big game for Barry Mackay He's, I was bumming him up something rotten at the start of the season he deserves a Scotland cap aye aye but you know so I, I'm, I'm quite confident that Jambos will get a, get a big win are you going to the game yet? Uh, no I'm going to St Mirren game on Sunday right okay I can't go to the game on Thursday, unfortunately. Going to the big one on Sunday. It's the only time I can get to go to the games because there's a lot of games for Hearts that are being played on a Sunday, so I could go and see them then. Because I work on a Saturday. Yeah, that is true. What'd you do? I work with Stephen. 
No, I right, right. <laughs> Did you not know that? <laughs> eh? Eh? Nah, just uh, sometimes. You know, sometimes the wee stations you can't get the dial. <laughs> Disney, you, you've got to, you know, the precision. You've, you've, it's like a safe breaker. You've got to get it just to sit on that before you get anything coming Aye, through. Very good, very good, you. We're on after you. I know, you're on it too. Anytime you want me on, give me a shout. Can I ask you a question? 28 yes. years off the ball, how much longer will it go on for? Until I need to start cutting Stuart's meat up from I already very courteously pick him up from his sheltered house in Deniston every Saturday and Sunday morning and uh, bring him up. But no, I mean, Stuart, the thing that astonishes a lot of folk, and he won't mind me but saying There was it, a but... story going on two years ago that he was thinking about walking away. Stuart? Yeah. Probably you that started this story <laughs> no, no. when you were looking for a gig. No, wasn't he looking for a gig? There was a story going round that he was um, he was looking at walking away, and no, he'd, no. he'd had enough of it. I that... would have I would have heard that story. The only reason that you did might end like that is it Stuart. Uh, he's got a wee boy, uh, Jack, who was ten last week, and Jack uh, unfortunately has got has got real severe autism, yeah. and it's a hands on job for Stuart. And he's a great dad with all that. If ever. You're wanting a dad who you thought could cope with something like that and would read everything on the subject and would yeah. do everything good at Stuart, right? Yeah. Research is a thing he puts down as a hobby, right? Um, never mind when he's doing his books and all that. But no, for day one, Stuart always said, well, Stuart was still heavily, heavily involved with Channel 4 before he did walk away from him, took his money and ran about five, six years ago yeah. now. Stuart would be doing at London a lot and he'd be doing all these flights up and doing flights from Glasgow to Birmingham and Glasgow to Cardiff and back up. And it was doing them in. And Stuart always said that when he came in today, the radio with me in the weekend, it was like his weekend off. He, he, that, that's how much he enjoyed it He was just able to relax Sit and have a laugh about the football And if he was lucky And St Johnson were within reach Go and see his team You know So I think I mean Stuart will be 70 On November the 12th this year You know um, He's a good old age But uh, You know There's a lot of Not only his dress sense And his music And all the rest of Andy's wee boy Kind of keeps him fairly young So you think you'll keep going for as long as you I mean, I can? Would, I would certainly. I mean, I, God, I, I, I feel like a young boy in a, a kind of my sense of humour is pure old schoolboy stuff. But so I don't. Th- I'm fifty three now, but I, I don't feel fifty three. Yeah. You know. So I, I, I certainly would would uh, love to batter in for many a year to come. But well, as far as Stuart goes, Stuart will be. Let's make, let me say that Stuart will be seventy two when it's our thirtieth anniversary. That sounds a lovely milestone, yes. and I'll remind you that uh, Richard Gordon. Bowed out on Saturdays Albeit straight into another job A great gig Maybe yeah. a dream gig For a football fan uh, Media officer at uh, Cove Rangers uh, And he was able to move back up To his beloved North East But yeah 30th anniversary Who knows If there's any truth in what you're saying Stuart uh, Might have another think About the future But oh, no, I would not love it too much Get to at least the 30th anniversary Aye, That'd be a nice way to walk away At least you can get a book And everything out of Aye, totally. And then you do the road shows And all that with a brewery yeah. <laughs> Maybe a brewery does a crisp Clean lager like tenants <laughs> Tenants lager <laughs> The finest pint in Scotland <laughs> So if you could pick anything From your newspaper columns From your restaurant reviews From your speaking gigs that you do And the radio Radio would be number one you know what They've all got their own merits I love getting up in front Of a live audience I was doing it Quite a busy weekend I love getting up In front of a live audience Me and a microphone 
and always because I would always always change my material. I'd get up there in front of them and try to get some topical stuff. So the weekend there was man for having had two gigs and both in Glasgow, which were in the wake of the old Firm game. So you can't really fail nah. as long as you get a bit of balance, right? So you're in there, whatever it might have been, and Saturday night and you say, right, oh, one of the items I've got for you later on, ladies and gentlemen, the auction. Uh, we've got a, a ball here, a Rangers ball signed by all the players who got a touch this afternoon, <laughs> right? And then you hear ah, and a boo, you're fucking right, and all that, and then see so balance. And you see also what we've got up tonight Is uh, for one of the lovely ladies Where's all the ladies that, ooh, They're on their finery and all that you know? Ladies great price for you later on We're going to give one of you The opportunity to play in goals For Real Madrid at Celtic <laughs> <laughs> So but You know what I've always said for years and years and years See if you ever do a topical A topical joke doesn't need to be the best joke in the world But see if you put the effort into it And do it particularly in front of a live crowd Or on the radio or whatever uh, They always work a treat So I love in front of a live audience I love doing the radio because you could as good as date in your jammies, couldn't you, Ewan? You know Easily. what I mean? And for all the years you've been involved, right? You could you could go and you could arrive late and all that. With the telly, I mean, we'd, with a great innings with the telly, we had nine years, 130 odd shows, doing offside. I love doing that. Uh, and obviously, again, I'll no make, make any bones about it. Minute you day telly, yes, the remuneration is always better in telly as well. So, da. But I that, find telly not as rewarding or as exciting as radio because radio is off it, the it's, now. Exactly. It's exactly. The now. Exactly. And you've got to. With, with, with telly stuff There's rehearsals yeah. There's Oh no Scripts. We need to do it here The camera Oh the light popped yeah. here Can we start that You know There's all that stuff um, But I, I, I generally And I love You know what I love as well And this covers all bases And that's me put a tick next to everyone Satin Dunes are still there I've got two pages to fill In the Daily Record On a Thursday now uh, And that was When I went back to the Daily Record uh Maybe at 53 Maybe, maybe they feel a bit older than them But when he wanted to make a back there It was me kind of said I says right that's all I want to do I just want to do the one hat for you a week Quite happy with all the radio stuff a day I'm more than happy with the, the corporate The speaking gigs The stand up gigs Whatever it might be And I've got a young uh, daughter as well Who I don't want to end up like Jim McLean Who if he's listening from above Always still rues the day out He always rued the day That he, he didn't spend time with his boys growing mm-hmm. up He was too much right into Dundee United Madness with the football night So I've got that to figure in as well But the, the newspaper I love, there's nothing better. See, just sitting at my, I'm, I'm going back to the about when I go, go home after this. Sitting at my desk, bit of peace and quiet, cup of coffee, bit of music in the background. And then just, just there's something beautiful about uh, creating something in uh, the, the written page. And I still get a buzz. I mean, I started in the papers when I was 20, we strip column in the evening times. And I still get a buzz opening up the next day's newspaper and seeing your, your stuff yeah. there and your byline and that. Yeah. It still gives you a wee buzz, you know? Totally. It's yeah. like I get a buzz every time you open up the microphone on a live radio show. See that buzz you get? Aye. I think the day that that goes is the day that I walk Aye, away that's from radio. Where you would chuck it. Yeah, Aye, totally. Hundred percent. I know exactly what you're saying. Aye, I yeah. hope you don't get the buzz tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tom. Uh, we need to go because we've well, David, got... where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> we're getting your more home, and we're going wherever you want. But uh, listen, thanks very much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. It's been a joy. Thank you for having me. And remember, you can follow us in all the usual places, and you can enter a Twitter competition to win yourself a brand new Scotland national football team top just go to at big football scott and you'll see all the details there but thank you very much tam cowan it's been a pleasure thank well you very tam. much thank you cameron you. as My well pleasure. and thank you all for listening as well we'll be back next week and we'll have more of the usual fun and games thank you very much